some progress now. Too late now. No stopping us now. Can't stop me now. Don't stop us now. Now we're having such a good time. We're having a ball. <laughs> so that song sounds really passive aggressive if done in a sarcastic tone. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. You're joining us on the stream and also if you're listening to us uh, through your ears, you're not joining us on the stream, you're joining us on the audible, downloadable, listenable podcast, but you can't see anything apart from whatever you were looking at on your device when you chose to listen and or watch us. Anyway, I'm getting bogged down. We, I'm losing we've been doing this for like, what, six, seven years and it still sounds like you've never heard a podcast before like- every episode. It's like the first time I've ever, it's almost like the first time I've ever done this every time I ever do this. Um, it's true. Um, welcome to the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast. We're going to be looking tonight at our favourite expansion packs from video games. Uh, expansion packs and downloadable content, we're going to count those uh, as the sort of same sort of thing um, because they do add expansions in ways, shapes or forms. Anyway, in fucking Can we, can we just do ways and shapes but no forms? <clears throat> I am I am off my off my game tonight. Let's do some introductions. Hi, Russ. Sup? How are we doing? Yeah, uh, all right. Slightly deranged by the looks of yeah, things. Very very discombobulated. Uh, Dan, how are you? Hi, Tom. I'm Dan. I've been on the podcast before, and I just thought we think we're going to cover expansion packs and downloadable content. I just want to make sure I've got that right. Is that right? It, it is right. Yeah, and cool. I am Tom. Yeah. And I have done this before, uh, <laughs> definitely. That is indeed what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about expansion uh, packs and also downloadable content for our favourite video games. The inspiration behind this came from the fact that uh, Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Elden Ring, it's just Elden Ring, uh, has had its one new, ring. well, One Ring, has had its Do expansion pack, The Shadow of Erd Tree. Uh, has just been announced good tree so that was where this inspiration came from you know obviously elden ring one of the uh, if not the best-selling video game of all time now is it I, I, I it's it... still gta or oh minecraft. is it still gta okay so minecraft, it's something like that. oh no sorry it was the fastest selling game of 2022 um it sold millions of copies within I, I think the first day i think millions of copies have been sold um and i'm i'm a big fan love the open world structure of it but expansion passes are something that the Souls games have always been very uh, uh, big on, and some of them are more fondly remembered, I think, in number two's case than the original game. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at some of our favourite expansion packs to some of our favourite video games. So I don't know how we want to start this, but I'm thinking that what we should potentially do is I'm going to hold up my uh, hand. I've got a little tiny um, scale little model tiny hand, of a barrel so uh dan or russ whoever wants to go first pick which hand you think can we can we finally point out can we point out that thomas finally found a use for his 3d printers <laughs> yeah this because is it. yeah <laughs> i can't think of any way other than having a 3d printer that you could just have a small thing that you could hold in your hand <laughs> exactly exactly imagine just... what life was like before this yeah it was it was a living nightmare <laughs> we've said it before and we'll say it again but your yeah. poor wife you had to scrabble around <laughs> My wife loves it. My wife loves, loves my three D printer. printer. Yeah. The the, mm-hmm. the stuff the stuff that I printed. Look at this. Look. Little okay, so this for little, parts with a little, little funnel end. You've got Brilliant. A little 
thing you always put in there is you can put all this... the little bits of 3D printed shit that I made for you. In <laughs> exactly. There. This this gets me so much poon you would not believe. It's a good hobby. Women love it. Oh, you turn up like uh, like you know, like in the Fast and Furious where they yeah. have like the car races and it's full of like model women and like these these really like ridiculous cars you're turning up there with your little tray of 3d printed goods it's like going and they're all like walking past like the cars that are bouncing up and down and you're just there going yeah see don't that? worry this this uh, this tray <laughs> yeah this this tray will be printed in about four hours uh so everyone just <laughs> hang around here knock off a knock off a tray i'll have to come back tomorrow for if you want one as well uh but yeah um so yeah. <laughs> three and a half hours later just oh it's yeah it's it's, oh, it's a shame isn't it it's gone a bit wrong there actually it has okay so i'm holding something in my hand i'm going to invite one of you oh, at, we're, we're still doing this bit random yeah so so we'll call this hand one and this hand two so, so that's, that's the way everyone tom are you determined to make hands, everything it? more confusing than it needs to be today yes this is hand one this is hand two okay dan pick a hand which hand do you think that the scale model of the barrel is is in <clears throat> so i can't remember which hand is which but i don't actually this care, is hand so one this is hand two <laughs> had to how how you think it's hand two and what does it mean otherwise it's empty it's empty which means that uh had russ picked the other hand he would have seen that this hand Hand one contains the little barrel. So, Russ, you get to go first. Russ, uh, but Tom, thanks for playing. What's the little barrel for? What's what's it for? Yeah. It's for keeping miniature fluids in. It's well, it's just a little D and D miniature. Oh, it's that's not, cool. Focusing. We might might have to commission you for some uh, Warhammer purposes at some point potentially. Yeah, mate. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <clears throat> okay, nice. uh, Russ, you're going first because you, by default, won the game of hand one or hand two. That's that's what they'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Call it so left or right. My first, and so I I suspect that most of these are going to come from what old cantankerous gits like us probably like to refer to as the golden age of of expansion packs, which mm -hmm. is basically from before the term DLC was really a thing, mm. and they were expansion packs that expanded things and nobody really mentioned the word monetization so mm. i just Are you playing music because all i can hear is the hovis theme to you <laughs> <laughs> but broadly i suspect you know there's not many people going oh when the the second loot drop loot crate drop of Fortnite season three god do you remember that that was incredible wasn't it um you just said a load of nouns there i don't really know did, did, like did i sound like a gen zer then yeah, that was nobody really even plays Fortnite anymore, do they? No, it's not very big. I don't think they'll ever catch on. You know, I'm pretty soon yeah. they just do ketamine. <laughs> uh, anyway, so my first pick is going to be probably the one, probably the ones that combined I've spent most time playing, which is all the expansions for GTA Four, which were phenomenal. So you've got the the Lost and the Damned with your your motorbike, your MC homies, and the Ballad of Gay Tony. Was there only two? I thought it was the third one, wasn't there? Was there another one? I, I have a feeling. I, I might be wrong. All I remember is, this is controversial, the DLC made that game vaguely playable. Um, I didn't really enjoy this their main storyline, but I really enjoyed The Lost of the Damned, and I really enjoyed Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, they were both excellent. So it was just the two of them. Um, 
there was also uh like the episodes from liberty city released but that was just all of them all together mm. yeah and they did um one for vice liberty city, city well, stories wasn't it yeah yeah uh mm. But so these these were so these were true expansions. They were basically new games where they hadn't done anything to the engine, but they were full length games of of comparable amount of content to the original. Uh, they all introduced something new, so they all brought in a few new weapons and a few new cars and things. But they 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 both introduced proper new mechanics to the game as well. So it wasn't just more of the same, which probably would have been welcome but you got real so like the the motorbike club stuff in lost in the dam that introduced some real stuff like all the different roles within the motor within the in the club ring different people if you need different things some people come and back you up in a fight somebody would come and deliver a motorbike to you somebody would come and uh i think that was probably the main two options but we didn't get too carried away. It's also like riding that. in the gang just felt really cool. Yeah, it's well. like riding, you ride around, and like you had to keep your correct position in the yeah. formation, depending on your status in the club. And if you try to, you know, go in the lead when you weren't the leader, you get shouted at. Um, so that was that was really cool. And then Bad Day, Bad Gay Tony was just really fun. Yeah, really cool story. And brought a whole new side of things you haven't seen before. All this stuff like these sort of ultra swish clubs and managing those. And it was uh, a proper, again, a proper full story. And completely on, unnecessarily on top of that, they managed to mesh all the stories together. Yeah. So you actually saw characters from, like you saw Johnny from Lost in the Damned pop up at one point in the GTA 4 story. And you didn't have any idea who he was at that point. But it's you just see, some guy that appears see, and ruins a heist. He's in GTA 5 as well, though, isn't he? Uh, briefly, yeah. Isn't he the guy that oh, gets yes. killed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, brief, I was going to say briefly before he gets curb stomped by Trevor. Trevor, yeah. 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 But he, so they, uh, and the, so the, the whole thing is built around um, everyone's chasing after this pouch of diamonds that's been stolen in GTA 4 and then gets lost and people double cross each other and it sort of bounces around between the storylines of all three of these, these expansions. Yeah. Uh, and they were, yeah, they were fucking phenomenal. I and, think, you know, you had to pay for them, and that was okay. And I think that's the best way to do it. I think all of the expansions I'm going to be talking about tonight really do add stuff to the game. None of it's like... Like, you look at what, what they did with GTA V, and it's mostly just... Like, actually, what they've done would be quite cool if I was into it, thinking about it, like the casino and shit like that. Although the casino is, like, the most cynical fucking thing in the world at the same time as being... Cool. Where you can literally just give Rockstar your money. Basically, just cut out the middleman. Just give yeah. them your money, basically, yeah. It's... But I'm living my best life in a video game yeah. at home, in my underpants. But it's 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 a shame with GTA V they didn't do any story-based DLC. I think it is a crying shame. I mean, it's completely understandable mm. from, you know, they they haven't been able to peel themselves off the wall because the hose of money is just blasting everyone at Rockstar spread eagled against the wall. And they've been like that for years now. They're yeah. probably suffering quite badly, but and, until, that, until that slows to a spurt and a trickle, they're not going to be able to unstick themselves from the, from the wall and get back to actually making anything. Yeah. To be fair, the same criticism that was being levelled at Valve for ages until they brought out Half-Life Alex, they were like, oh yeah, no no more bloody Half-Life games are going to come out. You know, fucking Gabe Newell sitting on top of his big pile of dragon gold. 
like you know just like sitting there getting bigger and bigger um and then of course they brought out half-life alex and everyone was like oh, okay in the cuntiest way yeah. possible by just releasing a vr game <laughs> i know literally I that's that's the way you that's the only way because valve is now a like a technology company mm. so the only way you're going to get new half-life stuff is when stuff like vr happens they're going to use it as the test bed for things well they always say that every new half-life game is a new is a new it is a new test bed it's specifically half-life as well is a new test bed for new tech mm. so the first half-life obviously was a revolutionary game when it came to first person shoot first person shooters and immersive um storytelling the second one was obviously the new source engine with physics that actually worked um you know almost as real life as possible half-life 2 episode 1 was about a well-developed characterized companion character in alex and then yeah. half-life 2 episode it was, also, it was two, also the first major game to introduce hdri lighting i think that's what H, i think that's what half-life 2 episode 2 was about was the mm. was hdr it was it was implemented in that and then they went back and they added it to half-life 2 in what they call half-life 2 update and half-life 2 episode 2 um and they further developed alex and uh the, the sort of companion there and then they stopped doing anything and then they decided right next one we're going to put a barrier to entry on our next titles <laughs> of like six to at six thousand six hundred to a thousand pounds because you're not going to be able to play this game unless you fucking unless High you have PC that and uh yeah yeah and uh yeah and uh and uh, uh, uh whatever Bad. the latest i don't i don't I, I don't keep up with vr at all apparently playstation vr is fucking the new one's fucking excellent though but um uh, yeah yeah it, it's kind of fun like I, it makes me look back at like bearing in mind i've never finished half-life 2 i want to stress that still the orange box must be one of the best value uh offers in terms of just like on xbox 360 just getting a single disc and you've got Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2.1, Half-Life 2.2, Team Fortress 2, and this little throwaway game Portal. called Portal. Yeah. 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 It was it was the first thing I got for my 360. Yeah. Uh, Just... And basically didn't really need much else for it. That and Halo 3. Mind-blowingly do you good. Remember, yeah. I do remember the excitement. So I, I was one of those people who bought it. I had it on PC. Mm. Um, I had a decent enough PC with a with a fucking SLI graphics card set up. Would you believe? Nice. Uh, back in the day, uh, when I had more money than than sense, um, and uh, played Half Life Two Episode Two on the Orange Box, <clears throat> and uh, played that for a bit and really enjoyed it. And as you say, played played Portal just on a whim, thinking, mm. "Oh, this will be good for a, a laugh." And what I well, I mean, like I and many other people found inside was one of the absolute tightest, most excellent sort of seven hour, seven hour. Like, I mean, it's a few hours, isn't it? A three, mm. four hour experience that was just bloody marvelous from start to fucking finish. I think I did it mm. in one sitting. I think I remember I did it in one sitting. Just like amazing. I bought the orange box because I was determined to play Half Life, and you can blame Portal for why I never played Half Life <laughs> because I played Portal and went, ah, well. I, I'll, I could I'll, blame Portal, but then you've had an ample time in between the release of the Orange Box and now to have played Half Life Two. No, I mean, not really, Tom. I've been very busy in that uh, that period of time. Um, yeah, yeah. If, lots if of things I, going I, on. Lots it's of moving still pieces. Still a lot of fun to play as well. Mm. It's not like things like Goldeneye, which now just feel a little bit uh, cumbersome. Do you but, not remember uh, the half- five minutes about a month ago when everyone was going fucking apeshit for Goldeneye though? 
That oh, like yeah, not, not on the Switch, though. Not on mm. the Switch, though. All, all the young people is. are going, oh, it's really difficult to control and it looks a bit shit, doesn't it? No You're fucking like, well, yeah, shit. It's 25 yeah. years old. Exactly. Get off my lawn. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Half-Life, Half-Life 2 still plays really nicely. Yeah, mm, it does. Especially with the definitely, update with HDR and... Definitely um, worth playing through. Graphics. Yeah. Fine. So we've, we've strayed quite a way off topic here. We yep. were talking about Grand Theft Auto. I think I feel like you were segueing into something there, Dan. No, not really. I was kind of segueing into something, in, which is that if all of you just on your PCs right now, just head over to Humble Bundle and have a look at the bundle they've got set up for um, to make money for the Turkey and Syria Earthquake Relief Fund. It is outstanding the amount that you get in in one bundle it's, it's like 25 pounds but they automatically set you up at 29 pounds okay i mean well, you're getting 900 pounds worth of video games here kind of way and when it comes to charity i don't tend to quibble over four pounds no exactly especially considering what you're getting i'm just gonna have a look quick because there is some cracking games and then we'll get back to it but it's if you if you get a chance it's Humble Bundle do these every now and then, and you know you're never going to download every game off this, but it's one of those ones that's like you spent £29 on, I think it must be about 30 games. Um, Some of them I've never heard of before. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, just looking now. So they've already raised £203,000, but then like... I mean, it, for twenty four ninety two is the minimum you, you you can spend. But like to start with, you get Gotham Knights. Let's let's start there, which is which is a thirty pound game, anyway. Ghost Run is a lot of fun. Pathfinder Kingmaker Kingmaker Enhanced Edition, the cool rulebook for Pathfinder. One of not Pathfinder Starfinder, sorry, one of the adventure paths also for Starfinder. Saga Volumes One to Ten. That is, by the way, as far as I'm aware. All of Saga, which is an amazing comic series. Uh, XCOM 2, Payday 2, Ticket to Ride, Euro Truck Simulator 2, uh, Stick nice. Fight, the game, Farming Simulator 2017, System Shock Enhanced Edition, System Shock mm. 2, uh, Into the Pit, I'm, just, I'm skipping a few here, Worms Rumble, 911 Operator, uh, Monaco, which is quite good as well from what i understand there's just like then it just you just scroll down they're just like an endless sea of video games and you get all of this but i'm going to say it's 29 pounds it's 29 pounds um it's it I, I haven't done it i haven't downloaded it yet but i've done this a couple of times and i went back oh, in Mon- monica I've, I've heard about this monica yeah. I've, I've, it's meant to be really good that game it's like a, a heist game a cooperative yeah. heist game it's meant to be really really good i've never yeah. tried it but like mm. just all of this for this much i have my reservations about how good gotham knights is but i still want to play it so is that like the racing game gotham knights no it's the latest arkham game oh with the children yes mm. so um it's a bit a bit of a uh, not really what we're talking about tonight but head over to humble bundle and download that because that is very very good and all the money's going to a really good cause so yeah yeah it's pretty cool. I mean like like you say you're, you're, there's no way you're going to touch all of that like you no. probably literally couldn't in a lifetime but there's going to be something in there for everybody yeah definitely um sh- sh- am I going next with with um what what uh, does hand well, one and hand two say <clears throat> yeah uh, hand two, so it's me me versus you Tom so you're gonna have to pretend you don't one? know what hand is in mm-hmm. well, I, I suppose if I, I suppose hand if, two? 
Unrelated. Yeah, he said he hand one said he doesn't quite know what he thinks about you, but um, he's quite keen for you to have a go tonight. Yeah, hand two says go now. Cool. Hand um, two, you don't muck around with hand two. Hand one's a bit of a softy, but hand hand two. I'll, I'll better go then. Um, Coincidentally, I was going through some stuff in my parents' house. I found not related to you, Tom. Actually, in any way, shape, or form, I mm. found um, a script. For uh, James, one of James Gurnalist reviews, <laughs> just like just in, in with a load of Warhammer for some reason, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how that got in there. Maybe he left one at your house. Yeah, he's a bit of an odd point. fella. Do you know how he's doing? I haven't heard from him for a while, actually. Although I did uh, get hit in the back of the head by a boomerang, um, I'm, and attached to it was a. Uh, um, just a single note that said, I'll be back, Cobber. So I have a feeling it just said JG, signed JG. I mean, it's either him or someone else with the initials JG throwing boomerangs at me in the park. I, uh, Who knows? The mystery. We continues. should get him back on again at some point, shouldn't we? Oh, that'd be lively, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I, there was part of me that, that considered he may come back tonight, but um, it, it, it wasn't really? to be. Yeah. Can, can he not make it, no? I just, I had a premonition, you know, uh, no, no, it's not going to happen. No. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. The problem, hand two the wants you is, to get on with it. The problem is there isn't a crudely drawn picture we can just cut out of, uh, just print off of the internet of James Gurn list. Is there really? So no, there's, <laughs> so a, picture, that... there's a picture of him on my phone, but yeah, no. Oh, okay. There we go. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Done. We're not going to say anything until we see the horror of a full 3d printed human. <laughs> <laughs> what a project <laughs> that's the dream um yeah. okay um i love Let's keep it top line keep it top line i love the forza <laughs> horizon dlc and like i love that there's an expectation for every forza horizon game that there will be two sets of dlc and there'll be entirely new maps that you add onto it so they've had things like um storm island before and the snowy one as well where you do all the rally courses Forza Horizon 5, they've just announced there's going to be another one, which is going to be another rally course, which I'm really excited for. Um, <clears throat> but they always do one serious one and one silly one. So in the past, we've had we've had Hot Wheels twice now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in between the Hot Wheels ones, we got Lego. So we got an mm. entire island designed for a Lego game, but with Forza cars. And also you could get the Lego versions of a lot of the Forza cars, well, a few of the Forza cars as well. So like your missions there would then be things like, um, like hit like brick objects to make them smash. And the, the main objective was to build your big Lego house to earn enough bricks to build your big Lego house, much like in a Lego game. It was a lot of fun. Proof that Forza just doesn't take itself remotely seriously at times, despite the fact being a tight driving simulator really really good so yeah like it's on forza horizon 4 by the way i should have mentioned that which as far as i'm aware might be the best forza game mm-hmm. i'll forza go 4. even further i'll go forza, yeah. forza horizon 4 yeah forza forza forza, forza. forza. i'll go even further than that it might be the best driving game Ooh. full stop mm. Thank you. you are competing yeah, they with are they are really cool i think i've, I've just i think i've I, i'm either like 99 or 100 i'm, I'm pretty much 100 percented the hot wheels section on five 
and that Forza is Forza Pfizer. Forza Pfizer, and that mm-hmm. that is a lot of fun. Well, maybe I'll have to play some. I need, I need to go back in and just beat all your scores. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, Forza Horizon Four, Forza Horizon Four DLC is excellent. It's on Game Pass. I think you can get all of it for free. I might be wrong on that, but mm. if not, the one thing they did really well with Forza Horizon Five was that with Game Pass, you only needed to buy the DLC. So, like, you wouldn't. Oh, it's nice. So, like, it's a case of you, you just literally just buy. In fact, I don't think. Does the DLC come for free? No, you do have to pay for it. You don't have to buy the whole game. You just have to literally buy the DLC. Yeah. So, you, you're in this sort of slightly weird position where when if you end your Game Pass subscription, you own the DLC, but you don't own the game. But, that you know, you knows that when you signs up for Game Pass. True's yes. that. True's that. Cool. Yeah. So my one, mm-hmm. it, my first one, I'm starting strong, I feel. So uh, is, is it your turn, Thomas? The hand decided it's your turn. Yeah, no, hand one's on my side. Yeah, yeah hands, hand one's on my side. The hand two. Um, he's getting a bit chippy. He's getting a bit chippy. He wants me to. He wants me to crack on. He wants me to crack on. Um, so we touched on its sequel, Half Life Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Half Life uh, itself, the original game, has been uh, kind of renowned for its two expansion packs, um, specifically not Blue Shift. Uh, Blue Shift people said were a bit underwhelming, but I think is a bit of an un- Blue- untouched Blue gem. Shift, it, it, it's all right. I think if opposing, if it had come out. The other way round. So if you've got blue shift, then yeah. opposing force, it would be seen a lot more positively. Absolutely. And you've said it. You've said the name. My my first one is Half Life Opposing Force. I, I I think it's probably one of the best expansion packs to a very good game. Um, it leapt off from the other side of the the kind of story that was being played out in Black Mesa. Uh, Gordon Freeman, obviously, uh, you know, Black Mesa, the, the Resonance Cascade happens. The HECQ Hazardous Environment Combat Unit are sent in to try and contain the problem um, and also basically erase any witnesses. You play as Corporal Adrian Shepard um, in that expansion pack sent in to fight. Your Osprey crashes and you miss basically most of the game because uh, you're out cold and then you wake <laughs> up and you start your sort of fight through. Uh, I think it's good because it uh, it's especially well-remembered because it gave you the other side. It was one of the first expansions, I think, that gave you this taste of being on the other side, um, being another character in a universe that people were really in love with. Um, you know, it had a new, uh, new sort of stream of enemies, Race X, as they were known, which I think is just like probably the most unoriginal part of the whole thing race uh <laughs> x um they were quite interesting you had quite an interesting sort of bunch of um bunch of aliens like little ones the shop well, troopers you could start using some alien weapons in this as well couldn't you? yeah the little shotguns which mm. the first one you encounter you realize their guns are actually an enemy in themselves and the first one leaps at you and you catch it and you start using it which i think is always quite cool um it brought in some new weapons. You had the sniper rifle. You had the um, uh, the Desert Eagle with the red dot. You had a wrench instead of a crowbar, a knife, a combat knife as well. Um, and you had the little uh, machine gun as well, the light machine gun. But your enemies were Black Ops, 
as well as race X and the Zen aliens. And it took you to the biodome and various other things that you'd seen signs for in the original game, but never been able to visit. Mm. Um, and it was just really good. It wrapped up really well. G man appears at the end, takes Shepard, you know, and locks him away in stasis forever. And that started the whole bring back Adrian Shepard thing, but it was great. It was a really good story from start to finish. It was very well done. Um, and uh, yeah, well done gearbox fucking phenomenal expansion pack really worth the money and back then in the day when i bought it for the first time i think it only cost me 17 pounds when it came out on the day one yeah yeah and, and continuing that sort of immersive storytelling thing so like the yeah probably you know one of the best like intro slash training mission sequences ever with the like the full metal jacket boot camp that you definitely yelled at by a drill sergeant around the whole thing corporal shepherd huh looks like corporal dog meat to me <laughs> Badass, and it was it, all Johnson I mean, it's John. So, it's so cliched, but it's it does the job really well. Yeah, it does. It's demonstrating oh. the and the, it brought the, in the, like, rope your bulletproof climbing. vest, and the guy just shoots you with a shotgun. And he's like, "As you can see, you are not dead." <laughs> yeah, and it brought in rope climbing as well, which was a really oh, nice way. No, to... That can fuck off. That was awful. But it brought in the oh, and it also had the barnacle um, grappling hook thing. That was quite cool. Yeah, but so you suddenly the, the, the rope got climb a bit more was vertical. Like, oh, you think the ladders in Half Life are bad? Oh, you wait till you try <laughs> climbing a rope with any accuracy. Wait until you see how badly implemented this is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, it was it was cracking, man. I fucking loved it. And yeah. I think we've lost Dan to no, Warhammer Kill Team. Reading a kill team book, yeah. Oh, fair dues. Yeah. Right. Uh hand one is telling me to get on with it uh and push this thing along. What's Russ, hand two saying? The ball is in your court. Hand two, um hand two is engaged. <laughs> to who? <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. I'm gonna go <laughs> busy. Just busy. So I'm yeah. going to go back to the first ever expansion, or what you could probably loosely define as an expansion that I played, which was Sonic and Knuckles on the Mega Drive. Oh my god! A game in its own right, but with a magical little door on top of the cartridge, and you can stick your Sonic Two right up in Sonic and Knuckles, and your Sonic Three, and then you get Knuckles in Sonic Three. That was phenomenal. Like that was proper mind blowing at the time. So Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles were developed in tandem, and so they were fully integrated with each other. So it was more than just getting Knuckles in Sonic Three, and also just you know the phrase "getting Knuckles into something" is is inherently funny. There was there was more than just it, you can play as Knuckles in Sonic Three. It was a there were properly different paths you could explore and and like it was fully integrated in sonic 2 you could just be knuckles it wasn't that much different um and then if you stuck any other cartridge in there which everyone everyone did and everyone at school was like it'll blow up if you put hard drive in in sonic and knuckles and turn your mega drive on it will explode but everyone tried it anyway you don't and, want, uh, you don't want hard drive with mini games <laughs> okay that's painful did it explode russ did it, it did it not explode, explode no. it's got a little crappy mini game but yeah, just the, if you if you put a different cartridge in, yeah. God, I love shit like that. Like but, that's. I mean, also, yeah, like it could have just come up with a little error message or something. Mm. But uh, or it could have exploded. Could you not play Sonic Two with Knuckles? Well, you, you could play Sonic, Sonic Two with Knuckles. Yeah, but it didn't really add anything. You were basically just playing Sonic Two with Knuckles. Mm. But because Sonic Three had been developed at the same time, they put in specifically stuff that only Knuckles could do. Mm. So you would play through Sonic 3 and be like, I can't, why can't I get up there? Or there's there's bits that I can't reach. And then when Sonic and Knuckles came out, you could go back to those bits as Knuckles and 
and go back and do it. Fucking revolutionary. Fuck you, incredible. Mario. You do that, hey? Try PlayStation. Try sticking a CD into another CD and see what your fucking PlayStation thinks of that. Yeah, fuck you, Sony. <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> it was a properly good game as well with like the you had like the magnetic shields and the fire shields and stuff like that it was good stuff sonic yeah sonic and knuckles i was i know ne- i never had it i had sonic one to three and i never got sonic knuckles and i was always like really jealous of the people that had Sonic. And it's knuckles. basically it's very much the same as sonic 3 because mm. they're kind of one big game yeah and now and now you've got sonic knuckles of your own dan um, they do make a lot of noise, yeah. They do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's going on in there? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing you'll never know. It's too fast. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Take him in here. Yeah. Okay, uh, you can come in the now. ring. <laughs> yeah. It's embedded in the wall. Spilling rings everywhere. <laughs> yeah, badass. And I also like the fact that it's literally a physical expansion. Like, mm. it's literally a plop in the top. Yeah. Brilliant! Just one, one of the coolest ideas. Whilst they were trying to develop the Mega CD as well, like mm. it was, yeah, yeah. Should have yeah, just really stuck to cartridge. We're really going Nintendo. down the the route of sticking a thing in another thing. Mm. I think people are going to like that. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I like that. Uh, Dan, okay. Uh, which ones did I have? Let's do the Mass Effect one. Uh, Layer of the Shadow Breaker. Um, mm-hmm. Tight. You don't get Liara Tight. in Mass Effect 2 until Lair of the Shadow Broker, in which case, at which point she becomes a total fucking badass. Uh, I know there's things that people don't like about it. Like some people don't like the chase scene in the bit where you've got to chase down the other person, which I really fucking like. Uh, opens up like whole new levels on a level that's already got a ton on it already, but it's still. Oh, yeah, there's a bit. There's a bit where you're like flying a car yeah. around, isn't there? And it's yeah. a it's a little bit like the speed of chase in Episode Two. It is, yeah. But the, the ending of Layer of the Shadow Broker has like proper ramifications on the Mass Effect universe by the end mm. of it. Like, where, by the time you get to Mass Effect 3, you at least need to know what's happened in Layer of the Shadow Broker. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. where's my girlfriend gone and why she is now, why is she now like one of the most powerful people in the in the galaxy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I miss. <clears throat> I great twist at it. the end as well. Yeah. Great she twist. Has, she has begun the Shadow Broker. Yeah. No, 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 no. The, 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 the Shadow Broker for a long time has actually been a completely different person. You yes. know, like literally was oh, a yeah, kidnapped he was, savage he was a alien pet, race. Wasn't he? He's like he an exotic pet. animal that yeah. was captured and kept as a pet by the previous Shadow Broker, who, despite being incredibly vicious, they're actually extremely intelligent animals as well. Mm. Yeah. And then, like, oh, they're, they're sort of they're, they're one of the more dangerous species in the galaxy because I want to say they're like Vixors or Varynx or something, something like weird. that. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but they're like insanely aggressive and violent, and also terrifyingly clever. They're mm. an outlawed species, aren't they? I think there's some some report or something you read about his particular race that the Citadel um, Citadel species sent several um, sort of envoys to the planet where they lived. Only for them to all be massacred it's on site as soon as they exited their craft with, you know, waving the white flag or extending the olive branch or whatever they do in Mass Effect space. But yeah, it's badass, man. It's a really good one. And then Liara joins your crew at this, mm. the, um, 
at the end of that, didn't she? And parties down with everyone on the Cerberus built Normandy 2. Yeah. Where does she sh- set up shop again? She she doesn't oh, she, she doesn't join you in no. Mass Effect 2. I don't, she doesn't, does she? No, she doesn't. Sorry. You you can if you are romancing her in the first game, you get a little photo of her, don't you, yeah. in your mm. room and he stares lovingly at the photo. Yeah. Mm. With the frame that he probably got for free from a shop that feels like they need to keep him on their good side. Because he yeah. obviously has a lot of sway in the advertising world. <laughs> I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favourite store on the Citadel. <laughs> you, I just get always get the feeling that none of them dare bring it up, that they can hear it across the entire promenade. Like, at the every promenade? Shop. Yes, that's right. That was a band we played with once, wasn't it? Mm. The Promenade. I don't. We I don't really. Four million bands, Tom. It's hard to... <laughs> yeah, None of the shops so seem to actually have anything physical. I don't really get yeah. why the shops are there. You you go and order everything on a little computer, and then the person just says, "Okay, well, it'll be delivered to your ship." You've not been to Argos. What are you doing? That's, that's why are you here? You can't even browse, like mm. can you? It's like literally just yeah. a list of things. I could have done this from my bed. Yeah. Uh, Jack says I'm late here, but I thought the Shadowbreaker was that weird, big, angry alien with the weird mouth. A yarg, a yarg, yeah, yarg. Also, a very nice type of cheese. Mm. Oaky, oaky, oaky cheese. Is it oaky cheese? I don't know. Not, not even slightly. It's actually quite a light, tangy. Almost, I'd say a lemony cheese. Mm. Quite crumbly. Comes in a lovely uh, nettle wrapping, which you should eat. It's very yeah. nice. Well, Jilly Goodall has spoken. Can I uh, watch you eat it? Jilly Gil- Goodall? No, Jilly Golden. Is it Jilly Golden? She was the she was the wine person from Food and Drink in the nineties. Yeah, yeah and, then, um... and her and her and Oz Clark used to get pissed on set while eating cheese and drinking wine. It was brilliant. That, I loved that was their Clark job. More... Yeah, I <laughs> loved him getting more drunk as the episodes went on. Oh my god, it's a bloody apartment. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? What is this? Oh, have I? <laughs> yeah, so give me twenty p for a cup lightning. of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a can of special brew. Fucking <laughs> amazing! This is bloody bar armor. Jack also says the dogs were Varen. Okay, cool. So, yep. uh, Jack is fulfilling the role of actually man tonight. <laughs> actually, I think you'll find they're the arms. No, actually, to be fair, I think... this this podcast. If we have a resident pedant, this yeah. podcast does go a lot more smoothly. It does to be fair. So, thank you, Jack. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Thank you. Actually, there's um, a, a fine nose to it. This uh, particular. Oh, you're on the, you're on the Desperado. Desperados. Yeah, I want some tequila beer. <laughs> beer just isn't enough. cutting it anymore. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> around just, drinking my tequila. It makes beer. me think of back to like queuing outside the Brixton Academy at about one in the morning. The golden days, you mean? Russ? Polishing off a couple of Desperados before you go in. Mm. Lovely stuff. Oh, <laughs> I do miss that. <laughs> Does your wife want you to cut down drinking, but you still want to drink? Then try new vodka beer. <laughs> it comes in a can with beer on the front, but actually to, contains 20 ounces of carbonated vodka. I mean, that's pretty much what Smyrna Ice was, wasn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Rocket shot. Oh, honey, I'm so proud of you cutting down to one beer a night. Ah, right, take off your underwear. <laughs> she don't know. <laughs> who, who, who was it, Russ, that... Before they went into the Brixton Academy, they hid a bottle of booze under a traffic cone. Genius. <laughs> I, I can't remember. But, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that's a particularly uh, strong idea. I, I, I don't know. 
the thing is, I always, I always came out of that not ever wanting to drink again because at that point my hangover was beginning to set in. So, yeah, 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 and you're breathing in the smell of the carpet in the Brixton Academy, <clears> which contained substances <throat> known only to. Science. God, it was fucking disgusting. And I swear there was only like two toilets in that as well. Are we oh, sure that God. wasn't where the smell was coming from? And it, the carpets themselves were actually. Brixton Academy's clean. still there, isn't it? Thinking about it. Uh, yeah, Brixton yeah, Academy, yeah, there. still there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, the Astoria's not there, isn't it? Which is sad. The Astoria is Gonzo's. Yeah, it's, uh, that was a while ago. Crossrail station now. It's it's yeah. now like the new um, Farringdon Crossrail station. Oh, sorry, Elizabeth Line station. Mm. Mm. Terrible shame. Right, who's next? Uh, it's me. Uh, so I have. I was a big fan of the original Dishonored game. Um, being a fan of Half Life Two, uh, the people responsible at Valve for doing all of the wonderful art direction that made the seamless blend of Eastern European architecture and the Combines technology. Um, they were the people who joined Arcane and came up with the fantastic um, sort of weirdly kind of steampunky, well, whale oil punk, I think is what they call it, because whale oil is the power source in, in, in Dunwall. Which uh, is wonderful, and you can see you can you can see the influence of the Half Life Two uh, art art people in in the original Dishonored, but it had two phenomenal expansion packs. Uh, one called the Knife of Dunwall, uh, where you play a guy called uh, Dowd, who is the head of a group of assassins called the Whalers, who is also gifted with the mark of the Outsider, like your character Corvo, um, and he is actually the assassin who kills the Emperor at the beginning of the first game, and you play him on a sort of a path of redemption um against basically trying to find out more information about a witch called delilah um who becomes a main character in the second game who usurps the throne from Emily. why 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 why, why? delilah, delilah. Yeah. um and then the second expansion was called the brigmore witches which is by far the better of the two um but there are some pretty excellent points in the first one but brigmore witches is very much painting <laughs> haha if you know the story of of uh, number two you'll know why painting is a good thing because delilah is an artist um uh who uh uses paintings to trap people within them um oh. and she she creates these painted worlds and her whole plan in this expansion pack is to paint a picture of emily caldwin your corvo's daughter and the um uh, the empress apparent um and sort of trap her in this painting and then delilah will usurp her throne and it's Stanton, Stanton Dowd? It's not Stanton Dowd. I think his name's just Dowd. Who's Stanton Dowd? Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> it's, you play Dowd again in this, and your job is to basically stop Delilah's scheme so that, that doesn't happen, and it basically sets up the events for the second game. Um, very, very cool. Huge amount of content. Um, Dishonored was very well known for its big, big um, sort of playable areas. Uh, as you sort of stalked and and made your move on a target to assassinate at the end of each one, and and you know they would you would move through multiple big areas as you made your way towards a particular target, um, mm. and it was a they were very good expansion packs. You know a lot of content. The the pair of them were basically another Dishonored game um, in terms of the amount of content and levels and areas, and the enemies, the witches, the Brigmore witches themselves. You do fight in the second game. Um, are absolutely terrifying um, in this first game. They 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 they're, they're all these kind of leafy, uh, tree-like p- 
people able to manipulate roots and and terrible sort of natural black magic and stuff. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. Brilliant. From start to finish, excellent. Yeah, very cool. I never never got into Dishonored. I really should one day. Yeah, that's why I feel. It's very cool. I mean, to be fair... I know it's good. I love the the art design and the setting and the, the world and everything is but I've got so cool. 60 games from a humble bundle to play now. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's well worth going back. I mean, the original game is very good. I have to say the second game has, has tweaked a lot of the formula into a much better experience. But I, I feel like if you start, if you played the second game, you'd probably want to go back and play the first game to get a bit of the story. But I tell you yeah. what, there is nothing like, playing as normal Corvo and realizing you're a bit of a badass and then getting marked with the mark of the outsider and suddenly realizing, holy shit, I can fucking teleport and I can teleport on top of people and I can assassinate them out of nowhere. I can freeze time. I can blink out of existence and I can leave a load of people looking very confused. And there's like a disemboweled corpse in between them all. And they're all freaking out and running away. And you literally, you feel like a lethal predator. It's unbelievable how well and empowered that, that game makes you feel. Um, yeah. It's brilliant, absolutely superb, brilliantly executed, and excellent content. Nice, Russ. Let's go for our last round. Yeah. Uh, so my last one. So I was I was slightly th- considering against this because I didn't want to have too much Rockstar fan service. But no, do you know what? Fuck it. It's really good. Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. There you go, Jack. Was absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. and like. Of all the ways you thought they could do an expansion to Red Dead Redemption, just somebody going, zombies? Yes, Jeff, we're doing that. (laughs) Pre the massive zombie craze as well. Yeah, it it was pre-zombies being cool. And these are old school zombies. They're green. They shuffle. They're not fast, Mm. which works perfectly when you've got like a revolver and a horse. Turns the game into something completely different as well. Yeah, I think you have to see it as like an alternate route because it... does not make any sense in the in the 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 sort of the world of the game but mm. yeah it's really cool and like the way it, because it's set when it's set everyone's like is this like some sort of punishment from god is this some sort of crazy foreign disease what mm. what is this nobody knows what's going on you get everyone everyone you meet has gone utterly insane mm. like all the npcs you meet are deeply weird and they've all like murdered people or have the body of their mother sat in a house somewhere or are trying to eat you and have set up a cult or something like that it's uh it's so creepy and so well done while being enormously fun as well and you can blast zombies heads off with a shotgun from the back of a of a, of a flaming skeletal horse it's incredible it's also um standalone isn't it you don't actually need the original game to yeah, play yeah it is it is standalone i should think most of those ones because when you had like the the um I can't remember how they work. Did you have to, like, on the PS2 and stuff, did you have to, like, load up one game and then take the disc out and put the other one in? I think Something did, like that, yeah. Sometimes you did. But, um, yeah, it was it was a standalone thing, but obviously it wouldn't make much sense if you just played that and hadn't played Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Yeah, um, that's a great pick. That's yeah, a really great was, pick. It was, it was so much fun. Just, like, walking around the first town, you know, picking off, picking off zombies when you've got no idea what's going on. Ah, oh, great stuff. And yeah, you Absolutely. also introduced some really, there was loads of like, um, like they started introducing like supernatural creatures. So there's like a, a Yeti in it and like a Sasquatch that you can, that you can go and hunt. 
uh, and then uh, you can capture and tame the four horses of the apocalypse, which is pretty cool as well. That is cool. So you can it's end basically, up riding uh, around on Death's horse. Love that. It's basically Redident Evil. Oh, <laughs> oh, just tortured enough to be oh, funny. Oh, so good, is... Tom. Well done. Well done, Tom. Bravo. I can't Bravo. remember how it ends. Do you like cure everybody or what? I can't really I remember. remember how it. I don't. Think I don't it remember. Does. That's not very. It's not very. Um, Red Dead. It's, Dead, it's, it's it? quite a bleak thing, isn't it? Hmm. Like loads of loads of your old mates get turned into zombies. And you have to. Shoot. But it's like you say, like every most, like the, a lot of NPCs that you know as genuinely nice people have just gone completely batshit crazy, you know, completely warped and twisted versions of themselves, like being overtaken by the evil. It's brilliant. It's mm. so well done. It's so clever. It totally subverts the formula. But yeah. yeah, I think you do. Oh, yeah, that's it. You do. So I've just quickly hit it up on Wikipedia. It's like an Aztec curse mm. that has that has caused it somebody uh in in mexico somebody's like taken a mask from a tomb and you you capture it and take it back uh and you uh yeah so you get back and it does it does cure everybody yeah brilliant except that then it happens again and you turn into a zombie yeah excellent yeah Tremendous. Poor old John. <laughs> um, uh, Dan. Yeah. So with your Russ last choice of the night. went for zombies. I went for vampires. So uh, I am, of course, talking about the excellent Witcher Blood and Wine, which is an expansion that is as big as most other fantasy RPGs on its own. You just go into a completely new area like uh it's meant to be based on like like france isn't it like it's it's very i think like, it's the, um yeah. sort of southern italy and yes. france yeah yeah sort of a blend of those two areas yeah yeah with the blood and wine is because there's lots of vampires and there's lots of wine basically and it's just got a completely different feel to the rest of the witcher games the rest of the actual game itself uh the whole area looks different as well if just completely different and it's about twice as hard, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's a lot harder than the rest of The Witcher. And it's, I still haven't finished it yet, but I absolutely love it. The stories are fantastic. Finding out about the vampires, finding out everything you have to do is, is excellent. And it's just one of those that you get to the end of the main story of The Witcher and you're like, well, I've still got this to do. And usually when you're doing it, you're like, yeah, you're just kind of going through the motions, but you're genuinely, it might be a better story than running around trying to save Siri. Basically. Oh, mate, it's like another it's like yeah. another 50 to 100 hours of gameplay. It's unreal. It's, it's amazing. so good. Yeah. It's, basically, it's basically another... It's basically Witcher 3 2. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Witcher 32. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's excellent. Uh, the other DLC was good as well. That got, that got some stick, but it obviously wasn't anywhere near as big as this. But, mm. but this, this was something pretty damn special, so... Yeah, it was a lot more combat heavy. The other one, yeah, this one was a lot more story driven. Really scary in places as well, and just generally mm. incredibly atmospheric. So yeah, and you know, you throughout as you got there, you'd find like different items of clothing, like mm. different sets of armor and things. So you'd naturally just start to fit in with the residents from where you've been before. Really, really like 
blood and water. That's quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice, like, being around big vineyards and stuff like that, wasn't it? Yeah. It was very cool. You get a house as well. Forgot about that. You do you get a beautiful yeah. house, which actually you can finish the main game living in. Yeah. With Yen or um, Tris. Well, it's, it's always got to be Yen. It's got to be Yen. I went Tris. Uh, team Tris. Yeah. 100%. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a strong choice. Strong choice. Thanks. It was one of two. <laughs> yeah. One of two of the choices I had. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so I'll finish off with my last one. Uh, I was going to go for one which I now feel is a bit obvious, considering mm. that the latest episode of the Last of Us TV show was basically the story of this expansion pack. It's I was so gonna fucking go, good, though. I, yeah, I was going to go with The Last of Us Left Behind, which I think was a wonderful um, story, showed mm. Ellie's you know, origins and the, the loved one that she lost. But I've decided to go something different. I know we've already done a Mass Effect one, but I feel like this one deserves a bit of conversation. And I think, well, it, I... It, it might be one of those ones that we end up wanking on about for five or ten minutes, uh, but I don't know. Mass Effect 3 Citadel, which I think was absolutely the end to Mass Effect 3 that we deserved. The massive, the end of the Mass Effect yeah. saga with Shepard. It was the one we deserved. It ended with a party. It ended with a loving moment, team sitting together on the couch of, a, um, of an apartment on the Citadel with everyone, you know, happy done everything together so you know risked their lives you know played the odds it was that it was a really nice goodbye the party itself is phenomenal but everything that leads up to it is excellent as well shepherd's doppelganger um you know uh the normandy being stolen your uh one of your crewmates basically helping you break into the ship back into the ship with their electric toothbrush because it can generate tiny little mass effect fields in in their brush head um, it's just had some excellent comedy moments. It showed you a lot more of the Citadel and a lot more of the sort of underbelly of the Citadel. Um, yeah, which you didn't really get much of in Mass Effect no. 3. There wasn't actually much Citadel to it. No, absolutely not. Um, and it, 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 like I said, it just gives you the goodbye to all those characters that you deserve. And everyone that you've met along the way can come. You know, Jack and Miranda, people who aren't really featured that much in Mass Effect 3, they can all come round uh you know and uh like rex and also uh grunt you know all the, the you can get your Kroger. it's just brilliant you just get everyone all together some get of them pair off on. yeah getting the old Krogan on um it's just great it's like i say it's the goodbye to those characters and that saga that i think we deserve can i can i uh confess something to you you haven't played it no because i finished mass effect 3 before it came out so i, I i've never played it yeah, you'd need to do another playthrough of Mass mm. Effect 3, wouldn't you? Yes. I think you need to get to a certain point in the main story as well before you can do it. Oh, you need to get to that point. Mm. What do you get to? No, I don't. I can't remember where you need to get to. But it's worth doing a lot of Mass Effect 3 before you do Citadel. I am going to do Legacy at some point. I've, I've had downloaded for ages and I've never done it. So. So, yeah. yeah, the original Mass Effect shortcomings are really shown in Legendary. I mean, it looks great and the combat mm. is better, but it you you do walk away from it feeling like, Christ, that was boring. <laughs> like at points, it was really Mass Effect a, One, was a, a a Mass Effect one is, is playable on the Legendary. So you've got you've got some real like shooting. Really felt like it was like it felt like dice rolling 
mm. in the first one. It was mm. only vaguely connected to where you were pointing. Yeah. And that, that's been tightened up quite a lot. And there is also one button that you can press to convert all of your shit that you've got knocking around in your suitcase to gel or whatever it's called in one go. Omni gel. As opposed to having to go select weapon, convert to omni gel. Yes, I'm sure. Next one, select weapon, <laughs> convert to omni gel. 400 Christ. fucking times in between every mission. <laughs> it gets to the point where you are actively avoiding picking stuff up because mm-hmm. it's just a hassle. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's still, it's still quite tedious. Yeah, uh, in in parts like when when because you're no longer as impressed by it. Like I, I was fucking blown away by Mass Effect the first time around. Going like, this yeah. is incredible. Oh, I, I remember when it came out. But, yeah, you know that obviously doesn't special. last. I bought it. I bought it in St Albans on a whim because I'd heard. I was I was there with with the girl I was dating at the time, and I remember I was standing in game, and I just saw this wall of Mass Effect copies of Mass Effect for the Xbox, and I I vaguely overheard someone saying, "That's really good, that is," and I was like, oh, "Do you know what? I think I'm gonna buy this." Got it home. I, I didn't do much for the next few days. I was just yeah. playing Mass Effect. It was it was like there had been nothing else like it. It was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, but, um, that yeah, time the, the that first, you... there, are, there are like quality of life things in the first one that have been addressed yeah. a bit in the um, in the update. Mm. It would have been, I think, it would have been a disservice to to copy the gum mechanics from two and three into one. It would have just broken everything because mm. that's not. Yeah, what I, about. I think it. I think it preserves the game while making just like you say a few quality of life tweaks that yeah. just make it a, a easier the, to to stomach. The goddamn the car drives better well yes well it stays on the ground uh yeah. you know it doesn't seem to sort of fly off every time you hit a small bump yeah um mm-hmm. and it preserves some of the excellent moments like um encountering the uh ai vigil um you know on the planet ilos with the beautiful soundtrack uh, and also encountering sovereign's hologram on vermaya you know, you exist because we allow it. You will end because we demand it. Brilliant. That, like, that is an excellent scene. Yeah. Yeah. This conversation is over. No, this exchange, that's it. This mm-hmm. exchange is terminated or something like that. <laughs> Fucking marvelous. An unknowable um Lovecraftian horror from beyond the realms of comprehension. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, Master Tech Three, Sistel. That's my one. Done. I'm nice. So Jack's got a few. Uh, a shortlist, Shivering Isle from Elder Scrolls Four. Oh, um, what a choice! That's so good. Yeah. It should have been mine. This next one was very nearly on my list. Mysteries of the Sith, the Jedi Knight expansion. Yeah, with Mara Jade. That that was wonderful. It, it was very good. It was yeah. wonderful. It was also kind of janky. Yeah, but it was also so so all of Jedi Knight though. So so yeah. bloody hard. Uh, really. Everything like, from you sorry. have to spend an hour just going around pressing every bit of wall in case it's a hidden passage, kind of hard. Um, everything from StarCraft 2 and I'm guessing Warcraft 3, Frozen Throne, Wrath of the Lich King. So, yeah, That's, uh, uh, he also says, Is this video games only because the uh, Battlestar Galactica board game expansions are 10 out of 10? They fucking are as well, they're very, very good. Like adding the Pegasus to Battlestar Galactica. Changes the game massively because the Pegasus is full of shits. So, uh, Fallout 3 had some decent DLC as well. What was the Operation Anchorage? That's the one that, that sticks in my mind. But he's also put Point Lookout specifically. Yeah. Point Lookout is, is yeah. definitely the best. And he says the Lego expansion for Forza Horizon. Got there already, Jack. That was my first one. Already got there already. Yeah, I never, I never played that one. But the, uh, yeah, the Hot Wheels one on Forza Fiverr 
is uh, is excellent. Yeah, and the Lego um, one. And then you can take Hot Wheels too. cars in the rest into the real game as well. Yep, which is quite cool. And you can I... you can do that with um, the um, the Lego cars as well. Oh, can you? No, yes. I'm trying to think whether it's worth giving Duke Nukem's Atomic Edition a kind of honorary mention. Because that that was crazy. There, there was there were like three times as many levels as there were in the main game in that, weren't they? There was a whole extra episode called whole, The Birth. Whole loads more stuff to it. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and like you say, yeah, loads of um, not wads, but like DN levels, like you know, wads would or Doom, wasn't it? Doom wads. Um, it was effectively the same thing though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, effectively. Um, yeah, that that was quite good. And I think let's lower the tone. Worst expansion, well, worst DLC that has ever been, just in terms of legend, is obviously Horse Armor from Oblivion. <laughs> um, that was fucking terrible. Can't believe uh, we got suckered into buying that shit. Um, didn't do anything. Just made your horse look a bit beefier. But yeah, there we go. Yeah. Very nice. Shall I wrap this up tight as a mummy? Go on and Do it. Thanks very much for listening and or watching to today's podcast. Uh, you know, as we were, we were recapping some of our favorite expansion packs in honor of the fact that Shadow of the Earth Tree for Elden Ring has been announced. Um, we love expansions. They allow us to spend a little bit more time in those universes we love to play with. If you've got any expansion packs that you really enjoyed, uh, you want to tell us about, hit us up on social media at TMTOOH on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, if you want to tell us about it and talk about it with other people, you can go to Instagram and you'll find a link to our Discord server there where there's all sorts of chats and fun and games going on there as well. Um, and that's it, really. Um, podcasts will be going up as regular as we can we're so getting th- back into a we're, good we're rhythm start, we're starting fresh from this one like yeah. we're just going to get this one up then we're going to get them up one, once a week so yeah exactly it's all really nice we're starting back into 2023 feeling good uh, feeling happy I'm going to round this up by saying Russ goodbye latest gators Dan goodbye latest gators and it's goodbye from me Tom and on that note let's cue the music <laughs>